0: now the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith.
1: On today's show, Steve
0: Fideski, Chief Operating Officer of Pure Flix Entertainment. Try God's plans versus your own plans. You know, and what that means is, you know, you lay out what you're planning to do for the moment, for the day, for the year, and just ask God to, you know, give you His wisdom, His grace. His guidance, His support, in order to make sure you stay on track. Because His will and His ways are good, pleasing, and perfect. Our ways are good sometimes, they're pleasing sometimes, but never perfect. Well, hello everyone.
1: This is Ray Hilbert. I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith. And we would like to welcome you to today's program. If this is your first time catching an episode here at Bottom Line Faith, welcome to the show. Our guest today on the program, I am really excited. Every once in a while I get to interview, uh, and I don't mean to say old friend as in age, but an old friend as in years <laughs> of relationship. Folks, on the call with us today is Steve Fadesky. Steve is the Chief Operating Officer of Pure Flix Entertainment, calling in from Scottsdale, Arizona today. Steve, welcome to Bottom Line Faith.
0: Ray, so good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be uh, connected with you, my dear friend.
1: Well, you know, Steve, you you have just been such a gracious, gracious man. I, I was in your home a few years ago. You were kind enough to host me there as I was in the area for some other business, and you've had an amazing career, uh, and your your walk with Christ is is truly an encouragement to me. And so let's jump right in, Steve. Why don't you tell us uh, and our listeners a little bit about Pure Flix Entertainment? I'll bet it's a company that people are perhaps more familiar with than they might even recognize. What's Pure Flix all about?
0: Yeah, so PureFlix is the world leader in producing and distributing faith and family media. So we've taken out about 100 movies worldwide. Um, Our vision has always been from day one in 2005 when it was founded to influence the global culture for Christ through media. And we've done that first by serving um, directed DVD movies and later in 2010, 11, and 12, uh, we started doing uh, theatrical films. And then uh, after really honing our craft and building a worldwide network, um, we actually launched a film called God's Not Dead. And God's Not Dead was the number one independent film in the entire world. And uh, from that success of God's Not Dead, it's gone on to do well over $100 million worldwide box office. Um, we started in reinvesting that success back into the business to build a foundation for extraordinary growth of bringing more films of faith and family to uh, bring more people to Christ. So um, that's what we've done and where we were uh, the last few years. Uh has done two other significant things uh, that I think are going to be instrumental for future impact and influence. Number one, we launched a streaming platform called PureFlix.com. And very, very shortly, the Lord blessed that company, a separate entity, uh, to be the number one streaming platform for faith and family content in the entire world. So now we can serve through theatrical, through DVDs, and then, of course, now streaming. There's about 8,000 pieces of content there. You can go on for 30-day free trial and, and then subscribe if God leads you and you're in, impressed by it. So, And then the last piece was uh, Inspired Entertainment was launched last year. That's a a uh, production management company that gives us an opportunity to represent writers, producers, directors, and talent, as well as co-produce, produce, and acquire direct-to-TV uh, so we can actually get inspirational, aspirational, and faith content into the major TV networks. So doing it in the theatrical side, doing it in the DVD side, TV, and then also streaming. So that's what's happening to Pure Flix and nothing but upside the way we uh, view it here. We
1: could have the whole program just camped on this, and so uh, I want to get in just a few moments around it, some of your journey and faith story and leadership principles, but but Steve, I am so encouraged about what you've just shared with us about what Pure Flix Entertainment is all about and what you're doing. Why is the work of Pure Flix so important in our culture today?
0: Well, that's a great question, Ray, and I think the primary thing is uh, for people to understand that we cannot... Uh, be away from the influence and the impact on media. I believe media is a mind bolder society. I believe it's the voice of culture. I believe it's the language of our time. And I believe Jesus would want us to use this platform to bring the light and the hope and the love of him uh, through all these platforms of media. And that's why it's important. So just to give you a quick stat, um, 41% Of uh, people in the United States last year went to the movie theater. That's more than by two times uh, going to theme parks and sporting events combined. So think about that. I call them our new mission field, and the theaters are the mission field. Uh, Secondly, um, we're consuming about 11 hours of uh, media a day. So that's more than a lot of people sleep and work. And so you know, if you're a kid, started out you know going to church every day. Uh, every week, excuse me, from birth to 17, you're going to basically go to church and hear the message about 800 hours. In that time frame, you're going to get 64,000 hours of media. So you wonder why uh, media is mind molding, why it's changing behaviors, why it's set in our worldview. There you have it. So that's why it's important. So we need a countercultural influence with the voice of God and the hope in God. And that's why we do what we do.
1: That is, that is truly stunning, and I know that in today's um, world, you know, with the, the addiction to social media, uh, these devices literally uh, with our kids and our young people, it's almost like another appendage, and I love the fact that you are not only stepping into that space, but you are running into that space really trying to intercept the airways for the cause of Christ. That's how I would view it. Would that be accurate?
0: Absolutely. I mean, we're just giving folks a choice. You can't stop media, and you can't stop the consumption and influence, but what you do is you hopefully bring people the opportunity to have a choice that's going to be healthier, more hopeful, more loving, more transformational. So actually, if they take it real serious, it can be your training ground to be a change agent for Christ.
1: Oh, That's that's fantastic. And so um, just one more time, Steve, would you be kind enough, and we'll, we'll address this one or two more times during the show, but what's the best way for our listening audience to learn about PureFlix and the offerings that, that you have
0: available? Yeah, I think first you can go to PureFlix.com, and that gives you a chance to you know view all kinds of content from TV shows uh, to documentaries to theatrical films. And uh, there's also some education. We're going to bring some more education there. So it's, game. it's family safe, but it's also the option of faith content there. So that's one place. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to know what's coming next, you can go PureFlix the studio, pureflixstudio.com. That's where you're going to learn more about what's coming with the theatricals, and we have a lot coming down the pipe.
1: Okay, fantastic. So, Stephen, your role as Chief Operating Officer, what does a typical day, if there is such a thing, look like for you as COO at Pure Flix Entertainment?
0: (laughs) Woo! Yeah, well... First and foremost, um it starts with prayer and and that that is sincere. I mean, we actually have a call to prayer at first thing in the morning when uh everyone comes in, a lot of us are in here super early, but we also video conference in whoever's traveling around the world, and we open in prayer so that's the first thing and I of course, start that personally at home, but um uh, I'll continue on with my team here. That was something we instituted years ago. And I think that's one of the things I love about our company because God's in the center of it, and we start with prayer. But a typical day, I run the day-to-day global global operations, so that encompasses two different companies, PureFlix, the studio, and Inspired Entertainment, the TV company we launched last year. And so primarily what we're doing is we're looking for new offerings. That means what kind of content? Uh, that we're going to bring to the table in order to develop or acquire to take around the world. That's a big part of what we do. Secondly, is how do we market that content. So I'm always looking uh, to to, uh, fortify our teams with the right kinds of organizations and individuals that are experts in the field of marketing promotion because, you know, once you have a great product, you got to be able to market it well. So I work uh, heavily in the area of, you know, creativity, um, marketing, PR, et cetera. And then a third thing is looking for other offerings outside of you know bringing in TV or um, content to produce or acquire for theatrical. We also look for you know what kind of acquisitions we can make. You know, are there joint ventures? Are there investments? Are there folks that we can collaborate with? So I'm constantly, you know, sourcing and looking for how we can take this organization and its influence and impact to the next level, both in profitability, sustainability, and impact and influence.
1: Oh, I love it. And Steve, I, as I'm listening, it's you, you were put on this earth for this, for a time such as this. and
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm in my sweet spot, brother. I, I mean, get in the candy store. I mean, do you actually be able... To know that what you're doing each and every day yeah. um has a chance to go around the globe to bring the gospel and the impact and the influence. Yeah. I'm all about it.
1: (laughs) Without question. And so if you don't mind, if we could maybe then jump in now to a little bit of your own journey and some of those principles and experiences that have shaped you as a leader. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, just your business background that kind of got you to this point, and then we'll get into some of the the
0: decision-making processes. Thank, Thank you so much. So first of all, um, you know, right out of right out of the shoot after college, undergrad, and then eventually graduate school, I, I went to work uh, in the food industry. So I was I was working in the largest food company in the world, Kraft Foods, ran a very large division, moved up into several aspects of the company. So therefore, I learned there how important it was to have a strategic plan, how to actually take something from concept to execution all the way down. Uh, and then have sustainability and profitability. So I learned business, you know, from a major corporation, a lot of good influence, had a great mentor. I learned, too, from, uh, you know, early on having sports mentors and coaches and great teachers around me, and my father was a great mentor. You know, that mentoring is really critical to have somebody uh, that can pour into you and sharpen you and challenge you. And I just had a great mentor right out of the chute with uh, Kraft Foods, and the gentleman's name was Nick Coles. Why I say that is because so many people go solo in a silo and they forget, you know, power of yeah. uh, and of humility and asking for help and getting, and being able to receive it even when it's right in front of you. So, you know, Nick was with me until he passed away two years ago, went home to the Lord for over 30 years. I had my business mentor who stuck with me through wow. everything. Wow. So after a, a beautiful stint there, um, I went to work for a decade for the largest direct mail marketing firm in America. is a billion-dollar company. I ran, end up growing up through the ranks and running the most profitable division of that billion-dollar company uh, and just had an extraordinary sales and marketing run with them. So in those two things, so that t- encompassed approximately 20 years of my career. Um, that company got sold and I ended up running my own firm called Vibrant Consulting Group. So there, I took my 20-plus years experience from to you know, multi-billion-dollar companies, and uh, poured back to individual CEOs and presidents and leaders of companies, and consulted them on strategic planning. So I did a lot of turnarounds. I did a lot of ramp-ups of companies, and uh, and actually then I helped them with every aspect of a strategic plan, including you know marketing, sales, operations, etc. And from there, I've worked with companies like IBM, American Express, who. Asked me to consult them and then and just turnarounds and startups that you might not have heard of that have just prospered under our tutelage. So, in doing that, one of my passions about all this was realizing that, you know, when I got saved in college um, as a college athlete, I realized that uh, there are so many leaders that are in these amazing positions of influence, but they may not know Christ. And so I would do every opportunity to ask to pray for them or how I could. You know, minister to them, and I would just do great work, uh, try to get excellent results, and when I got them profits and growth, they listened to me, mm-hmm. and so I got to share my life on a personal uh, level, and I would share Christ with them, or pray with them, or if they were engaged not in faith but weren't really using their platform for faith, I would challenge them in a loving way. That led to me learning to through my training spiritually through Campus Crusade. I learned about Uh, Discipling, and so I started discipling many of my business guys that I actually was uh, being paid, you know, to consult, and (laughs) later became friends and helped them grow spiritually as they were growing uh, their businesses. So that combination of my passion for the Great Commission and my passion to love and serve God and others uh, and business that converged uh, when I was asked to leave private business and take on organization as a CEO called pinnacle forum that's where you and i met ray
1: yeah that's right and when
0: i was national ceo pinnacle forum well basically our mantra was transform leaders to transform culture so our goal was to encourage equip engage them in their passion i knew how to do that in my own life god helped me through that through all the coaching and mentoring and discipling that i've had in my life and i took the combination of my experience my passion my gifting uh, in order to converge that and leaving private business to go run this national organization. That was extraordinary. And in that time, um, I had met the two of the three founders of PureFlix. So that fast forward got me to one of the one of the three founders, Russell Wolf, went to my church, was in Pinnacle Forum. I was ministering to him. I was encouraging him. I was promoting PureFlix on my platform telling people to consider, get engaged, and support these people that are trying to influence culture through media and arts and entertainment. And uh, Russell got ALS through Gehrig's disease. He was 49 years old, um, young family. And uh, I said, Russell, what are you going to do? You're running day-to-day global operations. He said, Steve, God said it to you. Would you go home and pray and consider coming and taking the helm of of Pure And so I then, you know, after months of prayer and fasting and consideration and contemplation, The Lord led me, you know, to take on this uh, torch from my friend. He went home to the Lord in 2015. I took over three and a half years ago. And so Michael, uh, Scott, David A.R. White, and myself now really are, you know, running the day-to-day business of PureFlix. Uh, what,
1: what an amazing story, and so uh, a couple of things I heard in there, Steve, was number one is every step along the way, you have been committed to business excellence. Absolutely. Right? That gives you then the credible platform to share your, your Christian faith, and right along with that, you're growing deep in your faith in Christ so that when those opportunities present themselves because of your credibility and success, you can effectively share the gospel. Is that a fair summation?
0: Well stated, well stated. And and even today with Pure when I came in, one of the first things I stated to our folks is I said, if we're going to compete to what Hollywood's putting out for the mind and the hearts of the people and the entertainment dollar, we need to perform at the highest level in lieu of our budgets. Yeah. And so in that, we started striving for A-plus cinema scores and getting you know uh, mentioned at these award shows and and uh, not just the faith shows, but all shows. And, you know, that's why it was extraordinary to have uh, God's Not Dead to be the number one independent film of all films in the world, you know, and 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 then and then we kept that on because even here, you know, success attracts and success is credibility, gives you credibility. So right on, Ray. And by the way, Ray, I've seen that in your own life. I've seen that, wow. you know, from from business to ministry to what God continues to do through you, because your bar is raised high and it's unto the Lord. So that's what I love about you,
1: brother. Uh, well that's very that's very kind. And coming from you, it just means the world. So so Steve, l- let's talk then a little bit now about some of these leadership principles. You haven't always been the 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 chief operating officer at the largest uh distribution channel of Christian entertainment on the planet. You you came up through, you know, secular businesses and organizations yep. and so forth. So what was um what was maybe the hardest decision or the hardest time that you had in your career of integrating your faith? When were you really challenged? In a, can you think of an example where it was really difficult to yes, do this? Yes, I can. Okay. I can think
0: of every step of the way I felt challenged. But let me just tell you, um, when I was in my early 30s, so I'm going to go 20-plus years ago now, um, uh, I I was in an organization where I was general manager of, of a company, and um, it was a you know multibillion-dollar company. And uh, I was challenged uh, because uh, my number two, the guy right next to me, um, was uh, not a believer, and he loved, to, he loved to do F-bombs, you know, and mm-hmm. he loved to degrade women. And I, I basically one day, you know, said, hey, uh, something's got to give. You know, I don't care what you do out there, which I really did care, but, but right here inside here uh we want to you know respect people and, we're, and there's no room for swearing well that person had 20 something years experience and i was the new kid on the block hired from the outside to come in and be an overseer and uh that did not rub well cuz you know look at the good old boy 25 years is my senior yeah. and wanting to do things his way and all of a sudden this young guy's going to try to ask him to you know uh do things God's way and of course i wasn't in your face but i was just trying to model Christ very you know in my daily routine and uh, it ended up that he basically did everything in his power almost daily to try to find things that could be uh, microscopically uh, wrong or done different or better. Uh, to the point he trumped up um, so much ad- um, advocacy against me that it ended up uh, costing me my job. You know, he wow. actually trumped up things that were just out of it, uh, so out of the norm. And uh, this is a guy that would take the company's expense you know, take his the credit card and go out, you know, to strip joints yeah, at lunchtime yeah. and come back buzzed, you know, shouting and all these expletives. So they never did anything to him. But boy, did I pay for it? You know, so I had probably about two years of living hell working with this guy and he still went on with the company and I had to go on to something else because, you know, he mm-hmm. made life miserable. So we're all going to deal with people like that. And all I kept saying, love God, love people. Mm-hmm. Lord, I need your help you got to help me do this. Well, you know, when I bounced to that, to another opportunity, I just had a great new opportunity. But in that, um, as I was telling you about a company, a direct mail marketing firm I was running for many years and went up the ladder, um, I had uh, a gal that actually got sick one day. She had brain surgery. She was one of our reps down uh, that worked for us in the company. And she was a single mom and uh, didn't have much family. And I went over to and said, you know what, um, I, I'm going to go over to the hospital and just uh, see how I can encourage the family and who's ever there. So I go there and the family was devastated and I offered, you know, prayer, you know, being, you know, uh, just offered prayer. And I prayed with them and I went into the room, you know, after the surgery and, and uh, offered prayer and, and support and uh, nothing went wrong there, everything was fine. But literally when she come back to work, there was a promotion opportunity. She got passed over and she ended up going to HR, the head of HR of this multi, the big company. And basically they called me in a room with a bunch of VPs in HR and said, Hey, we understand you're shoving this uh, Bible down people's throat. Mm. And I said, what, what do you mean? And uh, I was always discreet in a corporate environment. And they led to the next thing was um, you're going to have to leave the company to leave and take a leave of absence. So we decide what we're going to do with you. And I stopped for a second. I said, well, it's quarter end. You know, I'm running the whole operation. All of you are, de- all of you are trying to, you know, make your bonuses, which is contingent on me. I'll be glad to leave those couple of days, but it could affect your profits and it could affect your bonuses. <laughs> I said, on top of that is I noticed that none, not one of you, be it the head of HR or all you vice presidents, went to the aid of this family, or went to the aid of this woman that's worked for us for years. I just did what only thing that I knew to do, and all I could do in a situation, someone that's a single mom with brain surgery, was go over and offer a little support and prayer. That's all I did. If you call that shoving the Bible down their throat, then I will tell you, I would do the same thing for all of you, is just to pray for you and do what I can to help you in a tough time. So if you think that's worthy of uh, booting me out of here for a while. Well, you go ahead and do so, and I stand on my faith and stand on doing the right thing unto the Lord and unto our people. That was the story. Those two stories come to mind. There's many more. But, hey, you know, keep the main thing the main thing, Christ and Christ alone is what my mantra is. And that was what Russell Wolf told me before he passed away. And I think that was true back then, and it's true now for all of us.
1: Oh, I feel like we should take an offering right now. That's good stuff. So you can't... Now, Steve, come on now. You can't tell us a story like that and not give us the ending. What what happened?
0: So um, they literally told me to go home (laughs) while they thought about it. I went home. Within a couple hours, I got a phone call from the head of HR, and they said, we're or sorry, please come back in, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, of course, the motive was not because they said or did the wrong thing. The motive was because they were nervous, like, because a head HR sure ain't going to bring in the sales number. Yeah, <laughs> And so they wanted somebody to run the helm that paid year after year, quarter after quarter of their profits, and that's where the bottom line was. But God will use man's ways to get his point across.
1: <laughs> well, and actually that's a great segue, because what I want to just focus on for a moment is back to this issue about excellence, because there are far too many people at far too many times that I've heard messages about, you know, success in business is only if you're greedy, and it's evil, and the pursuit of money, and all those things, but what you're talking about, right, is pursuit of excellence and producing results, because that gave you the credibility to present the gospel, to present faith and prayer, and I love the beautiful balance there, and and thank you, that's a, and and so I just think that's a great story. Great story.
0: Thank you, thank you, Ray. When you, you know, you know, because I've even heard you teach this. Yeah. It, you know, it's stewardship, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's Psalm 24, one: the earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. When I learned that that scripture and the connotation of that, that God owns it all, and we're basically going to be uh, rewarded, you know, maybe some now, maybe some, you know, yeah. in eternity, but it's based on how we steward over, over what he's entrusted us with. So, you know, just do the little things right, do them consistent, Pursue excellence in all and unto the Lord. You can't go wrong, you know? Great commandment, great commission, you know? Yeah,
1: that's so right. So that right.
0: that to me just is... Um always been key from early on.
1: So what advice would you have for someone who's listening right now? Maybe they're discouraged. Maybe their faith is being tested right now. Maybe uh, they're being told uh, not to do something in the workplace because of the, the the Christian perspective on it. Or maybe they're a business owner and they're afraid they're going to lose an account if they really hold firm with a, a conviction or something. So what, what encouragement would you have for someone who's kind of at that place that you've described?
0: Well... Um, first and foremost is, um, hang on, you know, if you're in a situation where you're desperate and you're gasping, you know, tie the bottom of the knot at the rope and hang on and then, you know, look up, look up and call out to Christ, call out to God. And, uh, first of all, if you don't have a relationship just say, God, forgive me. You know, I know you're there. I need you. And, you, you know, you pray, uh, a simple prayer of, um, of forgiveness you know, turning your heart and mind that you're going to trust your, your life and your situation, even your tragedy to God and uh, let Christ into your life. And if you haven't done that, um, then do it, you know. And then in that, there's there's something that happens. There's a transformation that happens. It starts with you get this amazing spirit of God inside you and uh, you get a hope in a future, a hope that is eternal life, you know. So you don't have to worry about where it's all going to end. Uh, and then you start looking to, um, have a conversation with God. You know, if you're in a dire, straight situation, God will prevail. You know, He'll never leave you or forsake you, He says. And uh, and so I always found that never leave me or never forsake me is like Him grabbing me and I might let go of Him, but He's always got me. And then I also believe that the hope is, you know, His plans are greater than ours. I've seen it in my life, even when things were tough. So I would encourage people to uh, try God's plans versus your own plans. You know, and what that means is, You know, you lay out what you're planning to do for the moment, for the day, for the year, and just ask God to, you know, give you his wisdom, his grace, his guidance, his support in order to make sure you stay on track because his will and his ways are good, pleasing and perfect. Our ways are good. Sometimes they're pleasing sometimes, but never perfect. And that's what I want for people. Listen, it's just, you know, first start a deeper relationship with God, surrender the old and start on with a new, fresh slate. If it's now, then be it now. And then, you know, and journey and go on the great adventure and and surround you with yourselves with people. I mentioned mentors earlier, and I know, Ray, you, you've been passionate about discipling leaders. And uh, that was one of the things we were kindred about when we first met. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say, you know, get around a band of brothers or one brother, you know, or sister, you know, and listen and, you know, and ask them, say, could you help me with my journey? So I can not only do I grow maybe in a business sense, but I now want to grow in a spiritual sense. And that combination can be lethal when those paths merge and converge. So those are some of the things that come to mind. But once you start the journey and if you've been on it, then I think people start slipping on their prayer life. They start slipping on their Bible study and they slip on their serving. They slip on, you know, asking questions and being humble about being coached. And uh, I would just tell you that. It's like, you know, if you refine yourself as a great athlete, great business person, you know, never get away from the basics. Mm. So make sure you're fortifying your foundation of your faith. And that's where faith then when the tough things come, you can look at your spiritual markers and you can have that foundation be a cornerstone, a rock, that nothing that, that, that the world throws at you uh, will really knock you out and knock you down because you got Christ. The King of all Kings, the Lord of all Lords, and the Rock that only prevails through everything.
1: Well, that's fantastic. So, and, and such a word of encouragement. Thank, thank you so much. I, I, maybe if I just could ask you just two more quick questions. Sure. Is what do you wish someone had said to you? What when you were twenty, twenty-two years old, just coming out, you know, into the marketplace and and really entering mm-hmm. the early parts of your career?
0: What advice do you wish someone would have given you? Uh, be courageous. In your face. Mm. And, and Joshua 1 comes to mind, and I know you know it well, Ray. Three times the Lord had to tell Joshua, even though he was the heir apparent, to lead the nation, right, of Israel, back to the promised land. He, he, he said, be strong and courageous, be strong and very courageous. And the reason for that is because we all need to be encouraged to be courageous. Yeah. And um, so I would add faith to the end of that because I think, you know, if you have goals, dreams, and desires, you're going to be courageous in your career path, you know. But gosh, you know, when it comes to faith, I see many people that are, you know, even advanced to CEO. I said CEOs and chief um, executive officer, which I've been for years, or chief um, operating officer, which I am now, but it's really chief. Evangelism officer. Mm-hmm. It's chief outreach officer. You know, start getting your mind and heart set on who God is, the right view of God, and remember who He says you are. And maybe you're starting out as the entry level uh, person on the path, or you're in a new organization or a new industry. It doesn't matter what your title of the world says. You are, you know, the ambassador for the King of Kings and Lord of all Lords. So get into the scriptures and find out and believe in your heart who you are. If someone had told me, that, you know, be more courageous in your faith. You know, look for models of being an evangelist, an encourager in the marketplace. That would have helped me. It took me a while to figure that out. You know, eventually I got it, obviously, and I tried to make up for lost time, but I think that was a good one.
1: (laughs) Steve, this has just been such a a time of encouragement, and just just as we depart, any any final words of uh, encouragement or, um, you know, advice that you would want to pass along to our listening audience?
0: Yeah, it comes to mind. It's one of the scriptures that I love. It's Second uh, Tim 1-7. You know it so well, and many of you maybe listening know it, is that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but one of uh, power, love, and sound mind. So if we go forth with uh, fear and trepidation versus the power to love one another that God's given us through his spirit, life will change. It'll be for the better. So fear not, trust God and uh, enjoy the journey. Oh,
1: Steve, this has been such an encouragement, and believe it or not, we're at the tail end of this. And so for our regular listeners, Steve, they know that I have one question that I always ask as my last question, and so it's what we call our 423 question. It's based out of Proverbs 423, where Solomon writes these words. He says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. And so Steve, you've given us such great counsel today, you've given us such great advice, but what I'd like you to do as we close out our conversation today is I'd like you to imagine you have an opportunity at the end of your time here on earth, and you have a chance to gather your family, your friends, your loved ones, those who are most precious to you, and you get a chance to pass along one piece of advice. So what I'd like you to do is fill in the blank for me the advice you would share. Above all else...
0: Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes, and love the people that God puts in your path. Fantastic! Lead with love,
1: Steve. That that is—that's the summation of your life. I'm just so very humbled and thrilled that we've had a chance to have this conversation today, Steve. Thank you so much for being on the program today. What an honor!
0: Well, it's been a privilege and an honor. I hope uh, people are encouraged, as I've been encouraged, spending time with you, Ray. God bless you and all you're doing, and just look forward to our time together very soon. God bless you.
1: Fantastic. Well, folks, that is Steve Fideski, Chief Operating Officer at Pure Flix Entertainment. He has been our guest today on Bottom Line Faith. If you're not a regular subscriber, become one, if you would. And uh, one of the best ways you can help the program is when you listen to a conversation like this with Steve is... Go do a review, and because the more reviews, the more positive feedback we get on these conversations, the better our traffic, the better our exposure, and frankly, more people are going to learn about it. And that's what we're trying to do here at Bottom Line Faith. Just like our friends at Pure Flix Entertainment, we are trying to bring a word of encouragement into the marketplace. And so until next time, I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith, Ray Hilbert, saying so long, and go serve God faithfully in the marketplace. See you next time bottom line faith is brought to you by truth at work if you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org you can also subscribe to the show through google play and itunes